You are now listening to a Rabble Press podcast. Oh, I just saw it. Oh. Clock out, come home, and drink away to bash and burn the weekly plays. Douchey calls and sweaty balls, this is Scotch Sporting. This is pretty crazy. I mean, he didn't Sorry. have structural damage to the neck, so it's not surprising, but it's still concussion, so you gotta be... Yeah, there is a there is a Mrs. Taveras, and I think she's like a sports physiotherapist or something. Oh, like I, again, in all of these instances, I feel like if I'm Mrs. Taveras, I'm like, you no, please don't. Yeah, but you probably also like the cheddar cheese that comes in. It's still getting paid though, Ye- right? Yeah, for now. Oh, she's very normal looking, but like obviously beautiful, but very normal looking. He's he's so plain. <laughs> he suffers so from the. He, does... he suffers from the. You wouldn't be able to identify him to a sketch artist. Yeah, he's very not even like he's just. He's just he's just very plain. He doesn't look like he'd be interesting. Well, Mrs. Taveras disagrees. Well, I'm well, sure the money helps. Yeah, you were saying about that cheddar? <laughs> was. Oh, they have, a, they have a kid. Oh, really? I didn't know he was a dad. Uh, she recent, graduated, graduated from McMaster. Uh, yeah, they just had the kid. Uh, September 2019. Oh, come on. What? It's the kid's name. What's what's the name? It's very it's Uh-oh. very hockey. Okay, let's hear it. Johnny's name is Jace. Jace? Oh. Not Chase. Jace. Not Jason. Jace. Now is it Jace with like J H A S E? What? Because she said not Chase, but Jace. Uh, no, he's he's J A C E. That's a, that's a that's a that should be um, that should be considered a child abuse. But that's a hockey name. <clears throat> yeah, I know, and I'm not. I'm, I'm saying it should be considered child abuse. You should not be able to. But so we <laughs> we vacation in North Carolina with my family when we're able to travel. Oh, that must know. be nice. Remember it traveling. Is, it's so nice. Um, obviously, I haven't been in two years, and we saw the Bruins sweep the Canes. What, what? Um, and every guy who is native to where we vacation in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, has a one-syllable name like that. Right. And I swear I've seen Jace before in on the beach. It's a very beach yep. North Carolina name. Uh, Mark, you know, I yelling out Jace out in the beach and seeing people just turn around. <laughs> How well, many people guys, turned? Because it's a beach town everywhere, there's a parking lot. It's someone's job to sit with on a lawn chair with a golf umbrella yep. and get, like take five bucks for parking for the beach, and it's always a kid named Jace. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, are you, are you going to be able to concentrate? I know we recorded during a Leaf game last week. Uh, my focus will be... Uh... Elsewhere on the least, yeah, yeah, 
And I might have to switch up what I had to wear because yeah, the streak ended when they were down three nothing. So I switched, and now it's three one. So I'm gonna keep this. Uh, what are we wearing? What are we wearing? Well, game one, I wore my Matthews jersey. That's a bad idea. And they lost. Right. And then the next three games, I wore just my regular uh, work shirt. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. I come home, now, I was like dead tired, passed out, yeah. woke up, watched the game, and then, okay, this is working. So I wore like, the last three wins. And then today, I wore a different shirt to work, which was a mistake. Huge mistake. <sighs> yeah. But the other shirt I had, it, it really, really stinks. It's so bad. <laughs> I couldn't. It really stinks. I couldn't do yeah. it. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, I did the same thing, and I know we've talked about sports superstitions a lot on this podcast, but yes. I can't wear my jersey now <laughs> until the Bruins lose again. Because we, I was wearing a hat in game one when they lost, because that's kind of what worked for me last year. Um, and then... They lost the first game, so I, I was like, okay, I'm not wearing my hat, I'll, I'll wear my jersey. And Dave brought it out for game two, and I was like, I'm really fucking hot, I don't want to put this on. Yep. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, sorry. I hate... What did you say sorry for? I, no, I, I got excited because... Oh. It, it suits you. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, didn't even hear you. Dang. I was going to say, I, I, I hate the feeling of jersey material against my skin. Oh yeah, it's awful. I hate it. And I think I must have been wearing a tank top or something, so I just didn't want to put it on. So now I have to, for every game, have to have my jersey with me. Just in case. But I can't put it on. Oh, so it I just see. has to be, like, beside me yep. on the couch for the rest of the games. So it's 3-2, Mark. You're good? Yeah. Oh, that shot just went right through. Didn't get deflected. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, maybe it did. Uh... Oh boy, Chris, how are you, my friend? I am doing well. Business doing... is swell. Yeah, yeah. I had to do my uh, my Eve stream on Monday with a six year old on my lap. That was fun. Oh, did the community so... get a laugh out of that? Yes, they they did. <laughs> they did enjoy it. Um, he was awake, and Lindsay had already gone to bed for the night. And uh, oh, buddy. And oh, did he, you have to watch the language and stuff? No, but... no, no, no. He, although he said, "Oh my God," he said, "Um, he said like, why are you gay or something?" Oh, and I looked at him. Oh, what a good segue to you or to like, the audience. He was just he just said whatever came into his little head. Oh, and I said because now we've had we've had conversations about the word gay. Because mm -hmm. he said it, and I'm not sure where he picked it up. Because obviously, it's not something that gets said around the house, especially in a, like a derogatory way, right? Yeah. And um, and yeah. So it'd be he, funny if you guys in your house just avoided the word in general, right? <laughs> so, so I'm just like, I, and the the conversation we've always had is, I say to him, I say to him, what does that mean? What? And he says, I don't know. And I go, okay. So if you don't know what it means, then then you shouldn't be saying it. You know what I mean? And and when you're when you're older and understand what it means, then we can have conversations about it. And so, you know, so I just said, I'm like, I'm like, hey, and 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 you know, chat kind of went, whoa. And I'm like, and uh, and then they're like, yeah, like not is there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm like, of course there's nothing wrong with it. I just, you know, don't like him saying saying words that he doesn't exactly understand the connotation of. 
So. Was the context he was saying it in the derogatory? I know he obviously did, yes, he wasn't. Yes, he, he, was. he wasn't yes, being he, derogatory. No, but he he said it in the way that someone would say, uh, "Oh, you're being gay." You know what I mean? And it, and and again, I don't know where he like that's that's got YouTube written all over it. Because he's he's certainly not in school. Although right. maybe he will be. Uh, he, who knows. I was going to say, that's almost a great segue to Ron McLean. It was, I know. It was a good segue to Ron McLean. I, I was almost disappointed at how quickly we'd be talking about <laughs> yeah. actual sports today. But I will, like, I will get us there with a slight detour. So I'm staying with my parents, as you guys know, and my dad was watching Food Network in the morning. I right. just was channel surfing, stopped on um, that you got to eat here. Okay. And it was at a, but they were doing something with at a barbecue restaurant, and they were like, "Oh, are you sweet and spicy? Sweet or spicy?" And I was like, "Oh, sweet dressing, please." And the guy was like, "Yeah, me too. I have the taste buds of a ten-year-old girl." Oh. And I was like, I paused at that, and I went, "The girl wasn't super necessary, was right. it? Yeah, like, no. That makes no difference." Nope. But I probably, I, I'm super feminist, but I probably still stay stuff like, I never say th throw or play or whatever like a girl, but right. I bet I'd still say something like that. And I was talking with my friend today, uh, who is a story editor. Um, so the guys that obviously take the footage, put it together, tell the story exactly what you think it is. Yep. Um, and uh, he said something, something gypped and he made a joke like, oh, you can't say that anymore. It's offensive. It's like, I know, I know it is. Yeah, but it's like, come on, like, no, that that word for me has taken on, yeah, a meaning other than gypsy, right? And he was like, no, it it will get pulled if you submit it to network. Really, it's one of the ones. Now I do a show on a fairly family friendly network, right? Like, it's not like I'm I'm producing stuff for HBO or <laughs> yeah anything like that. But I also don't work for you know Teletune. But it's like. If 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 Jip is in something, they got to take it out. Wow, that's that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. What I mean, but that that's one of those like, really. But is me saying really like it's one of those I don't I I don't know to check my own privilege. Is me saying like, come on, Jip? Is yeah. that me saying my own privilege? And you're right. It could be right. The fact that I'm like, come on, snowflakes! No one's offended by you saying "jip." Is it the same as Ron McLean? So I got us back there. I just wanted to. You did, yes, you did. Take us off for a second. So, Chris, you and I are fighting over this a little bit. A little bit, yes, a little. A bit. little bit. Mark, whose side are you on? I was on Chris's side, actually. Oh, there it is! I win. Of course you would, you straight men. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, listen. Uh, because, so when you sent the clip, okay, so you sent the clip of what he had said. I had to play it yeah. three or four times before I was even like, wait, what did he even say? And then, so I, I, I'm like, so, so first of all, so first of all, he says, uh, you got a picture of a guy with his tarp off. Which I had to like dissect as to what that meant. And it's like, oh, okay, his shirt. Got it. And then he's like, so you're positive for something. And I'm like, is he like, is that like HIV positive? Like, what's I the joke here? 
because that's my so, problem is I couldn't even figure out what the joke was supposed okay, to be. Okay, so let's let's analyze the joke. So I'm just going to read the first part of this article because I think it, it breaks down what he said before we get to his apology because I think, I think we really have to un- unpack this. Uh... Uh, okay, so McLean says earlier they had a fun moment with a photograph of Sportsnet analyst Anthony Stewart enjoying a rum party. Right. Whatever the fuck that is. Uh, that photo was on a shelf in the background of analyst Kevin Bx's set for the rest of the night. Can I pause and say I am very much enjoying Kevin Bx's? Yeah, I hate to admit it, but he's actually pretty good. I and really I hate, like him. I fucking hate Kevin Bx's as a hockey I think player. He's- but I, I think, think he's I very actually, charming. Yeah, I think I actually like him in this role. Uh, so during the intermission segment, as part of a Sportsnet uh, broadcast, uh, Bexis said he was the most positive member of the four-person panel that included uh, Ron McLean, Jennifer Botterill, and Kelly Rudy. I hate Kelly Rudy. I'll start with that one. Uh, appearing to make a joke in response to BX, McLean said, you have a photo of a guy with his tarp off. You're definitely positive for something. Right. So, so that's that's the joke. So but but okay, so all right. So we're we're seasoned comedians. We're, we're pausing and we're analyzing we're, the joke. Yes, yes, yes. We I are did, funny I did people. Go to comedy school. Right, and we are funny people on the internet. I like to think so. Right. So we, we know comedy. Like we're like yeah. the end all be all of comedy. Absolutely um, we are. What's the joke there? I'm tr- I like I still can't figure out what the hell Ron <laughs> McLean was even trying to say. So as soon as I heard it, mm-hmm. I went, "That's a gay joke." But I didn't read it as positive, like HIV positive. In my mind, it was positive equals happy equals gay. Wow, that's quite. See, that's so many. That's so many hoops to jump through to get there. That's and, and but I guess what he, it, it, hold on hold on what Ron McLean should be apologizing for is a terrible fucking joke. Yeah, if you're gonna make joke. if you're gonna make a gay joke on live TV, you better fucking make a good gay joke on live TV. Yeah, if you're gonna go down for a gay joke, I guess maybe for me the first part of it is obvious right. like he the, t- the tarp more, off bit yeah more giving him the gears for having a, a photo of a shirtless man and that's why you're happy is 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 the the dig that i got right like uh oh, chris you got a photo of a topless guy behind you that's why you're so excited today like the fact that that is something to laugh okay. about yeah okay. is what got me mark okay. you what's what's your analysis of this joke no, I was like Chris. I didn't understand what the initial intention of the joke was, or what he was referring to. But like Chris said, it it is a very, very, very bad joke. Seeing as we're still trying to dissect it, I had no idea what Ron McLean was trying to say. No, and I think I I think I saw something from Seth Rogen today that was like, "Stop fighting against cancel culture. Just just admit that some of your jokes age poorly, people." Like, there just, you go. Yeah, there you just go. Just say like, "Hey, this was funny ten years ago. It's not funny anymore." It's not I'm really funny sorry. Anymore. You can't do. You can't do. Hey, Robert Downey Jr., you couldn't do the fucking Tropic Thunder movie today. Oh God, no. There's a, there there are there's that, and then there's the amount of times they drop the R word in that movie. How about the entirety of 30 Rock could not oh, be done no, today? Oh, no, yeah, 30 Rock could not be done at all. 
Um, I so uh, watching the clip and and I forget if I saw it live and was like, eh. but my face was Jennifer Botterill's face though, right, and that, I think that's that probably weird I was smile, like, like, uh, what? <laughs> so for me, it's not like yet the joke is stupid, and right. I don't get what he was actually trying to say, but it was the fact he saw a happy man and a shirtless man and thought it was something to make fun of. Right. Okay, I can like, I can see I can see where you're going there. I just again So again. I'm gonna read his apology. Right. It's okay. just a bad joke. It's so a bad I'm gonna joke. read his apology because I think there's also a lot to unpack about the apology. Okay. And I do have a favorite part. Um okay, so McLean said in a statement he was maybe okay, I gotta find the whole Hold on, I gotta find the whole statement. Chris, it's in our chat, right? Yeah, I threw the tweet in. Yes, it is. Okay. Give me a second to find it. Was it in? Uh, uh, it, it, was, it was in the messenger. Me- messenger, like Facebook Messenger one. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. We're and we we're talking about it. At Why do we have too, so many mom... group chats? By the way, that's that's the well, other. Well, because one's with well, Dave. Yeah. yeah. That's right. One was the one was more political. The, the the one with just the three of us was is more like here's stupid politics Here, stuff. Here's another well thing Marjorie Taylor Greene said today. <laughs> Fucking idiot. You see the How video she... of her defending or uh, defending statues, saying if there was an Adolf Hitler statue or a Satan statue, she wouldn't like tear it down. That she would. <laughs> was it Satan or Stalin? I think it was Stalin. Satan. No, Satan himself Satan. was the quote. Yeah. yeah. The real, the very real person, Satan. Yeah, they very real yeah. person. There's a statue of him. Don't tear it down. No, nah. the history. Yeah, no, it's history. okay. Because that's the only way you learn history is so statues, guys. The only way that. you learn history is by shoving it in people's faces who went through it. Right. Can you imagine going to a Jewish person and and trying to justify the statue of Hitler in your town? <laughs> listen, we no, just really a, like his paintings. Of, he got us out of the depression in the 30s. Yeah, it's listen. a teachable moment, people. Uh, his his uh, okay. paintings were so good. Here, <laughs> how do you not get into art school? Uh, here is the Ron McLean's full statement. Oh, there you go, Mark. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything because you're like geared up for this statement and uh, I got really excited for the statement the shirt is working nice this is all in there uh okay first and foremost I regret and apologize for what happened last night earlier in the show early in the show we had a fun moment featuring a photograph of our colleague Anthony Stewart enjoying a rum party again guys what's a rum party I have no idea what that means I assume it's consumption of rum hold on why don't we uh, google rum Rum party. party I've okay. been to a rum tasting. Rum party. Oh, no. is it is it a drink? No. no. Every, okay. Hundred rum par- is par- it? Yeah, rum what punch. What is it? Par- Lindsay's a fan of rum. Ask her. She's been to any rum parties. Uh, is that a, is it a drink? So is it was he enjoying a rum party? Is that a drink or? No, it's I don't. Is it just a party par- with rum? I guess it's just a party with rum. Because when I type rum party, all I'm getting is rum punch. So. <laughs> yeah, say run punch good for a summer party. Yeah. Hosting so, a tiki get, get party. Get out of here, Ron McLean, with your fucking boomer dinosaur uh phrases. Okay. So I'll I'll go I'll read the whole thing and then I will go back and analyze my favorite part. Uh that photo along with a few others sat on the shelf of Kevin BX's set for the remainder of the night. It was this in the second intermission, Kevin quipped that he was the most positive person on our panel. 
I directed viewers to that photo using tarp off, i.e. shirtless, to specify the picture with the rum bottle and quipped, you'll be testing positive for something. I meant the rum. I understand that when others are within earshot, earshot is in sarcastic quotes, of a two-way conversation, the potential for misunderstanding exists. If you only heard the last line in isolation, I completely understand how that misunderstanding occurred. I am deeply sorry. The idea of language is intention and personal responsibility. I have seen those concepts used as broad exoneration. It's not enough. We have a contract with you, the viewer, that in us you see yourselves. Uh, I've reached out to several guiding lights in the uh, equity-seeking arena. My allies in the LGBTQ2S plus community and to my co-workers who received their wisdom and continue our joint effort to tend to the hearts of us all. I appreciate the power of the voices who spoke to me last night and in the morning. It provides a sense of possibility. This is how change works. Chris, you liked you this liked is, this apology. I think this is a good apology. I think I, I think especially like at the end, he so so listen, this is him taking ownership and saying Especially at the end, I know you're. I know because you, you put the the sarcastic around earshot. He means earshot because yeah. he's talking to a microphone, and there's millions of people watching him. So that's what he means by earshot. There, that's why it's in quotations yeah. because it's not earshot as you would normally say it. But listen, the fact that he I, goes, okay, I get that. He goes, he goes. I completely understand how that mis misunderstanding occurred. That is, rather than most people say, I'm sorry that you misunderstood what I said. He's saying, I understand how what I said is misinterpreted. And then he but goes on to say that I've seen those concepts used as broad exoneration. So he's saying, I'm not using that as an excuse. And then he goes on to talk to people in the LGBT community and other people that he works with. And that you know, and he's he's take. I think that this is a good apology. I will give you see almost everything you say. I said I feel the opposite about. So really? I'll, I'll give you. It's a decent apology. It's wow. one of the better ones. Wow. But I feel like even using the word misunderstanding is like still is the implication that I didn't do anything wrong. But he, it was misunderstood. Okay, so do we think? That Ron McLean was trying to make a gay joke? Like, is that really what we think? I think he meant to make a gay joke. I think he's smarter than to make a gay joke on live TV. But not... Uh, and he's I guess maybe way that's smarter than that. He's not Don Cherry. I, it, not a gay joke. He was trying and, to make a drunk joke that right, got that I, And I totally, yeah. I totally agree with Mark, is that he was making a dumb, dumb, dumb drunk joke that, like, didn't make okay, any so sense. Yeah. So if, if gay joke is like the the strong word we're using, I right. don't think it was a gay joke, but I do think he saw something funny about a man having a shirtless photo of another man. Right. And okay. that's part that's of that's the, the issue. He was that's I the think gay joke. <laughs> I think he's smart enough to not be like, I bet you like it in the butt, you know? It's just like <laughs> He's smart enough not to say not to say right. something like that on right. air, but I think he's like, oh, you're a guy and you have a picture of another guy. That's something that's funny that should be pointed out. 
Okay. And so, okay. No. So that's yeah. that's okay. what I'm pulling out okay. of it. And so, okay. So the, you've you've so the turned myth, me around on that. You've turned me around on that. Okay. Just like turning your bum around. See, like you just. <laughs> that's how you do. That's how you do a horrifying. So the you don't the have mis- to try it. The misunderstanding. <laughs> that's true. It, straight people like it too. I'm not saying you're gay. Um. The mis so it's a misunderstanding thing, and then what you're saying is I've reached out to other people. You know, it's like I have gay friends. It's fine. No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. That's not what he's no. saying. He's not saying I have gay friends. He's saying I reached out to them. Hold on. What, what's the exact? Hold on. Let me. Bring I guess it up. he is saying I reached out to them and I've they reached told me out I was to a moron. several guiding lights in the equity seeking. Oh, which, by the way, I don't like this sentence. It sounds really pretentious, and I would I would have reworded this. Um, my allies. My allies. Yes. <laughs> How can you be? Anyways, they're not um, your allies, you straight man. Um, I appreciate the power of the voices who spoke to me last night and this morning. Uh, provides a sense of possibility. This is how change works. Um, I, I don't possibility know. Possibility like, for what? Possibility for for, me, for, like... for a world where where we don't make gay jokes anymore. I laughed at a man for having a picture of another man. My friends who are gay told me I was an idiot. I have seen the light. Change is possible. If my straight white boomer ass can change. So can yours. So can yours. So I want to unpack, though, my very favorite part about this, which is... uh, I directed viewers to the photo using tarp off to specify the picture with rum, and I quipped... You'll be testing positive for something. I meant the rum. What? Yeah, I... I mean... What? Uh, Who? Whoever. I mean, again, the joke... Listen, the joke is bad. It's so bad. End of discussion. End of discussion. then he should have explained it a little bit more with testing positive. I meant the rum because, guys, what I meant happened? when he get pulled over on a fucking ride program on his drive home. Blah blah blah. Like, you blow over yeah. and you yeah. test. It, you tested positive for rum. Well, we've all it's, we've all been around. We've all been around drunk people before, yeah, right? Some yeah. of us have been those drunk people ourselves. I have once or twice. Have you ever ever used the phrase? You are positive, or something even remotely close to that for alcohol. Never, never. Not testing is not even like a word you would use. Yeah, like even 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 in a in a ride program scenario, it's blown over. Blow yeah. over, right? So there's there's really no no. I blew over. I'm above no the legal limit. Point where you would say positive, referring to alcohol or testing. Yeah, like you don't get tested for being drunk; you just are drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like I think that's that's a part about this whole statement but that again, bothers me the but most. But again, it, it's a bad joke, and I think you're right about the part where it's like, "Oh, you got a picture of a dude with his shirt off," and that's that's humorous. And, and I mean, that's the troublesome part of the whole thing. The rest of the joke is just. Is it's just a bad joke. I think he had no idea what to say, but but yeah, and then and then and then that's where you're right about the troublesome part is he wanted to point out that the dude had no shirt on, but didn't know where to go with with the joke after that. 
you'll be testing positive for something. I meant the rum. I meant the rum. Because that's a phrase literally no one uses. Right. But I will now. So, Chris, you are you have a bottle of something in your hand. Yes. Is it is it a hillbilly white claw? It is not. It is just a, just a regular soda stream. So you won't be testing. Positive I won't be for testing later. positive for vodka later. Well, I'm sorry. Good. So I just I do agree with you that I think it is one of the better apologies. Yes. You know, I always I always wish he said I'm an idiot. This was well, stupid. There, very rarely are you going to come out and go like, ah, I was a fucking moron. I shouldn't have fucking said that. Although I but think just, if I ever if I ever say anything stupid in public and, and like need to to put an apology out, the first line will be like, I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I'm dumb. That is the dumbest thing I've ever stupid. done. I've ever done in my life. And I wholeheartedly regret it. And I've reached out to my allies in the uh, whatever community I offended. Obviously, I would insert the community. I wouldn't say whatever community. I would insert the community. I have seen one decent apology and and from a quote-unquote celebrity. And let me see if I can find it while we're talking. Uh, But I just... Yeah, well, it's a Seth Rogen, like I said. just, Just admit... You're, it was stupid and move on. Yeah. And I think my issue is if it, if it was Kevin Bieksa who said it, if it was even Kelly Rudy that said it. Yeah. Sure. But I think the entirety that I've been watching this playoffs, I've just been so annoyed of like, how many more older white men do we have to have? <laughs> and then for Ron McClain to put his foot in it fucking again. Yeah. Is like, come on. He survived the giving the thumbs up. When, you know, uh, Don Sherry was like, immigrants don't like Canada don't like or, whatever or whatever he said. He, yeah. said. he, well, no, he, said he basically people. said you people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. yeah. <clears throat> what was it? Uh, okay. the, like you like our milk and honey bullshit. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You won't ever wear a pot. And Ron McLean's just giving the thumbs up. And it's like, come on. Like, <sighs> surely there's a woman, a person of color. A, I'll take a young white guy. Yeah. Like that's why I'm so I'm I'm refreshed even by Kevin Bieksa because it's well, like didn't get they try George, but G- George is in his fifties. Yeah, Strombo's pretty old. Oh, but no, like ten years ago, I think is when he, he was, was first. Th- he was still in his forties. Yeah, which, is, very, which is very young, by the way. Which is it, very it's younger young. than what Ron McLean is. Is, is what I'm sure. They are I'm just... alarmingly close in age because I remember looking into this because I was like, oh, they replaced. An yeah, older white man with a slightly younger white man. I think I think Ron McLean's like sixty one. No, it's so Ron McLean is sixty. Stromo's forty eight. There you go. But it's still. Uh, but at, Stromo was a dumb choice, I think, in yeah. general. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, like no, he's listen. I I a, like I like him, but I like him talking about music. There's a lot of women who play hockey. There's a lot yeah. of people of color who play hockey. There's a lot of female and people of color broadcasters. Like, it doesn't have to be. People, we can do differently. Okay. Well, David so Amber's the got one... the Wednesday show, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's the one they trot out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, we're inclusive. Uh, the really good one I like. The good one. That sounds so awful. Oh. Um, <laughs> went to, uh, person of color went to ESPN. Nabil Karim. 
He was Where? on TSN for a long time, oh, or yeah, a couple years. Yeah, yeah. And I think he went to the States, oh. and I really liked him. I'm sorry. I was reacting to the hockey game. And a good was that a good grumble? Oh. Yeah, like, literally had to just tap it in. Yep. It's going I'm to a, overtime. I feel yeah. like we should probably. Oh. Man, Mark, I, if you so need to go. <laughs> I watched that. Uh, I watched that Edmonton, um, Winnipeg oh, overtime. We'll get overtime. Oh my god. <laughs> We're I, gonna get there. I just I want to give props to the good, the one good apology. Okay. Uh, you guys don't watch The Bachelor, obviously, but the winner it was the first male, uh, first black male bachelor, right? And the winner was a white person. Yeah. Uh, and there were photos of her uh, at antebellum parties. Oh, right. Yeah, we talked about this. That's right. And, but her, I just want to read part of her apology because it was actually like, this is good. She said, I was ignorant, uh, but my ignorance is racism. Uh, I'm sorry for the communities and individuals that my actions have harmed and offended. I am ashamed at my lack of education, but it is no one else's responsibility to educate me. She urged her followers to learn from her mistakes and use this as a teachable moment, and she'll continue to learn how to be anti-racist. It's important to speak up in the moment uh, and not after you're called out. I deserve to be held accountable for my actions. I will never grow unless I recognize what I've done was wrong. I don't think one apology means I deserve your forgiveness, but rather I hope I can earn your forgiveness through future actions. That's probably the best apology I've ever heard. It's one of the best apologies I've ever heard. Just just that first line of I was ignorant. Yeah, and like I didn't know any better. Yeah, but that's racism. racism. Yeah. Okay, so ah, that's really the good. other thing. That's really the good. other thing we did want to talk about today. I yep. had two things. Okay, and and poor fucking Edmonton. No, yeah. fuck him. You feel bad yeah, for them? Was, I don't feel bad yeah, for them. Number one picks? Nah, fuck them. I'm with Mark. No, fuck that. I'm with Mark. Fuck you. You fucking wasted all this rebuild you could have had, <laughs> and you you guess- you let you let my Hamilton boy play sixty two fucking minutes and lose. That guy played 62 minutes. Yeah, that was crazy. 62? That's a whole I... game! Oh. I feel bad because I I live with an Angels fan. Right. <laughs> and and I, like, so I was just, I was Googling Connor McDavid because I just wanted to get some stats before our podcast, and one of the first articles was a dead spin comparing Connor McDavid <laughs> and Mike Trout. Of course. And I just like I know we said it when it happened. So Edmonton had all the chances and they just It was yeah, a it was, sweep, wasn't it? It was. A and sweep and ex- they were favored in every game except for the first game which was two empty net goals. Yeah. But every game was a one goal game and I think three of them went to overtime, right? Yeah. Yeah. So everything but that first game went to overtime, and even that game was really only a one-goal game, just two empty netters. And I think that last game, I don't know, I'd gone to bed thinking, like, Edmonton lives to fight another day, and then woke up going, what happened? That's brutal. So you guys have, I agree, I feel they squandered it. Maybe maybe it's the fandom that I feel bad for, and Connor McDavid himself. Uh, Sure, I feel bad for, I feel bad for Connor McDavid getting stuck. How do you, you guys don't feel bad for the fans? No. No, not at all. And why, why not? They had Gretzky. Get over it. (laughs) That was was 40 (laughs) years ago, but they had Gretzky, so. And then Gretzky left the day after. That's right. For a TV job. That's right. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. 
<laughs> so okay, so how long how long does McDavid have to squander his talent in the in that shithole of a city? How much longer does I mean, he have left? He's got like what five years left in his contract? Jesus Christ. Well and and the comparatives that I was reading to um Mike Trout was so I think the same. So I'll just read this this bit because I think the same can be said for Connor McDavid. Is what's even more unfortunate uh, for Trout is that he's stuck in this situation. Even if his contract did not have a no trade clause, it's unlikely any trade offer for Trout would be the equivalent in worth to what Trout brings to the table. Not to mention the number of teams that could even afford Trout is minimal. So that last part doesn't particularly apply to Connor Hockey, McDavid, yeah. but I th- I think it is like. Who's going to pay him what he's worth? Right. Even if you were to just say, like, I am breaking my contract and I will Nabokov this and sit out for a year. Who is who's going to pay him what he's he's worth and who's what then trade would Edmonton possibly accept? That is worth Connor McDavid. Well, you know, first overall draft picks aren't worth anything to them. (laughs) But, But you also say this and we all. I mean, I need to remind people that they once upon a time had the best player in the game and traded him. Taylor Hall? Wayne Gretzky. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, who are we talking? Yeah, of course. And traded him like. For nothing. Right. Didn't they still win one after him, though? They got. Well, because they still have the core with Messier. Right. But that was like uh, two years after he'd left. And then sure. when Messi and his group left. Yeah, no, and that, that was a problem. Yeah. But listen, they won one without Gretzky. So was it really that bad of a move? Well, it, it, it was only made because Pockinson needed money. Oh, they, it right. Wasn't a, it wasn't a move just because they needed Because they, they traded him for cash, didn't they? Cash was involved, but a yeah. whole bunch of uh, players and picks were also involved. But Cash was the big one. Right. And then he went to LA yeah. and... Never won a cup after. Lost to Montreal. Yeah. The last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. Was now 30 years ago. Oh, almost. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, good news is we won't see that streak broken this year. I I've just so one of my favorite things is to go and look at old drafts of like who teams could have had before someone else. Right. And I, so I it's looked a depressing thing to do. It's very depressing. It's so sad. And I looked it up for um uh Pasternak. Yeah. Because the Bruins kind of got him late. So it's like who else went before him and who you know, who did people take and that that was Dry year. Right. Because it's like, oh, I wonder who Edmonton took, and then McDavid was the next year. Yeah. But then it's been crap. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what do you do if you're um, Tommy Edmonton, Tommy Euler? Well, that's the thing. You're almost you are in as as we said, like an impossible situation of how do you give up McDavid? Because well, no, I, go ahead. Here's, here's the thing: they do have twenty million dollars coming off the cap this year, and Holland did, you know take over a, a dumpster heap of a you know garbage dump that was uh Charlie's mess that was left in his wake. But the same guys are still running the organization. It's still Kevin Lowe, uh I think he's still president of the 
team if I'm correct. But the the funny thing is that the, the, the needs for this team has always been the same thing for the last five years. Defense Secondary and goaltending. Defense and goaltending. Yeah. And they've yet to address any of that. It's nothing new. So post McDavid, I'm I'm at two I'm at two drafts post McDavid, and they are both right wingers. Uh, let's go. So, Mark, then, then who's a free agent they can go after this year? Who's going to be the who's the big D uh, defenseman that they can go after? Is there a big name free agent defenseman? Or even no, I mean all, all those defensemen are usually locked up. That's right. that's the issue, right? If he, if you have like a franchise changing defenseman, he's usually locked up or like Trangelo, way out of your price range. Right. But they do need. I mean, they the defense they have there is still young, so it's developing. So, hey, you know what? I got a really good idea. If I'm Doug Wilson, I'm calling saying, "Hey, how you guys feel about <laughs> Eric Carlson? Yeah. Huh? How you feel about Eric Carlson? Twenty million cast space too that they yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Come on, Eric so Carlson. Ch- we'll give him to you cheap. So 2018-2019, Edmonton drafted defensemen right. who are the still in their organization. For that. To develop, right? Yeah. Before Ethan Bear, first of all. I mean, kid's getting roughed over. Sure, like, I mean, we, you can criticize him for his bad hockey play, but don't take it to the racist levels that it's apparently gotten out of hand. White really? hockey fans yeah. being racist? In Alberta? Right. Well, I never... <laughs> That's what, and again, I know in our in our politics chat we have. Um, I said sometimes I go on Marjorie Taylor Greene's Twitter feed and I want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> sometimes I, I will look at the comments when articles are posted, and the the Ron McLean apology was, article is posted. Bad. The comment section of that is bad. <laughs> well, Facebook Facebook is a boomer platform. Facebook, but Facebook is a cesspool. It's not even mm. about it being boomers. It's it's a cesspool. Yeah. The worst people comment on Facebook posts. The worst people, and, and Twitter is all- almost as bad. Yeah, but I guess Twitter, maybe Twitter young people are still using, not young people, but like normies. And all of, all of the comments on this Ron McLean article were like fucking snowflakes, you bring, know? Bring back Don Cherry. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, oh, cancel culture strikes again. And it's like, so I guess, no one uh, even, like, I mean, yeah, there were there were a couple calls for, oh, you should be fired, yada, 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 but like, nothing major. Uh that's why he's still on the air. Right. So I just, I want to read to you guys a little bit from this article I got. So six years into McDavid's career. Oh. And I, I know, I know uh, Mike Trotz is worse. Six years into McDavid's career, the Oilers have won eight playoff games. Wow. That and is not good. Seven of them were in the one year, wasn't it? I believe so. Because he got swept this year, so he had zero wins. Nope. And only made the playoffs once before that. Jesus. That's, um, that's terrible. That's terrible. So, and I, I think this is why maybe I feel so bad. Uh, so this is from the Deadspin article. Both players are chasing GOAT status at the moment. So arguably, like, Mike Trout and Connor McDavid are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers, and they're still in their 20s. Uh, and frankly, a championship uh, is practically a prerequisite for the GOAT title. 
Never mind winning a championship. Name one GOAT candidate, and Mark, don't say it because I think it'll be at the end of the article. Name one GOAT candidate in the NHL who never made it to the Stanley Cup final. Marcel Dion, sure, he's an all-time great, but he's never mentioned in the same breath as guys like Gretzky, Howe, or even Sidney Crosby. Right. Um, how about Major League Baseball? Ernie Banks, Ken Griffey Jr. is mm-hmm. kind of, I think Griffey yep. is probably the only true GOAT. Like conversation goat, yes. Conversation goat who has not won there. Like I know we've we've it's super fun. I love going back and, and who are the greatest guys to never win championships, but like Dan Marino's not in the same conversation as like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady right. or Jim Kelly. A Troy Aikman or Jim but it's Jim like, Kelly went to four straight Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Quarterback's never done that. Right. Four team has done that. straight Super Bowls. Sure, he lost Gret- them all, Gret- but that's still an amazing... But he's never even mentioned. He's no. never even mentioned. But Griff- Griffey is maybe the one guy in the four four major sports that I'd be like, yes, he is in the conversation for GOAT. It's baseball's different, though, right? Baseball's like a... Um, I mean, it, it, there's so much individual statistics that go into baseball mm-hmm. that where winning yeah. isn't necessarily part of that conversation. So I mean, it, Mike Trout, first of all, right? Uh, uh, Griffey is considered one of the greatest all-time elite players, and I've heard him brought up in goat conversations. For goodness' sakes, he was just three votes shy of being the first ever unanimous MLB Hall of Famer. However, what is always the knock against Griffey? The fact he never won a World Series, right? Yeah. But and that's not the and the the problem is that's not his fault. He doesn't pitch, right? <laughs> so and it. Connor Hel- and Maybe Connor Helbuck. Maybe he Hellbuck. should have. Connor Helbuck <laughs> stood on his head. That's What's- true. Um, so outside of McDavid's line, and I, I was doing some math before our call. Outside of McDavid's line, the Oilers forwards produced just seventy-seven five-on-five points all season. Wow. So outside, uh, and and McDavid's line, we're gonna, it's it's Drysaddle and McDavid. So there were fifty-six games this year. That is 1.37 goals was the entire team. Right. Each game is what that averaged to. McDavid and Drysaddle combined did 64 goals in just the two of them, which is 1.14 goals per game for just two guys. Oh, my God. And the rest of your team is the entire rest of your team is negligibly more. Uh, Where are my old Staterinos? So I think, okay, I wanted to get the number right. So McDavid got 33 goals this year. Leon Dreisaitl got 53 goals. Or, sorry, Jesus, that's a lot. I was looking at uh, assists. Connor McDavid got 33. Leon Dreisaitl got 31. What is the next number? Oh, God. 11. I believe it's 15. Very close. It's 16. Jesus. That's still really bad. And, and that's by, Nugent Hopkins, isn't it? Uh, Nugent Hopkins and Darnell Nurse are tied. Uh, and Connor and Nugent Hopkins is on that McDavid line. So, again, if you take him out. That's true. Oh, oh Jesus. He's on the same line? Yeah. Oh, dude. But that's, so no I, wonder I, they get swept. You put one line out. Like, that's it. No, no, no. I get now. I know and you have like a team like Boston. I was going to say, I know the Bruins added, that's who I was going to bring up. The Bruins added Taylor Hall, but they added Taylor Hall, like, 
with a couple weeks left. Nah. They only had the one line. But Boston's always run with that one line last, what, five years? And they've been competitive because they have strong team defense and great goaltending. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the Bruins have the – it's the perfection line. And since probably the 2011 season when, when Sagan went after the, after the Cup – it's been the perfection line, and then, oh, fuck, let's just keep playing until the perfection line can come back. And they're okay. Yeah. They're, they're still really great. They made it to the cup finals two years ago. Uh, okay, so with assists, we have Connor McDavid at 72. Leon Dreisaitl at 53. Nugent's assists are hilariously low in comparison, knowing he's on the same line. So what I can only assume is McDavid and Dreisaitl just constantly fed each other and we're like, get this guy out of the way. <laughs> so we have 72, 53. What's the next highest assist? Uh, God damn it. Sorry. Oh, no. A 2 on O. Oh. A 2 on O. Oh, oh my God. Oh. oh, I just saw it. Oh. Like, how the fuck Hey, they're going to have fans at the next game. Yeah. Can you clip Chris going, oh, I guess oh. you're doing my clip. Can you Can you clip yourself, Mark? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. But there's going to be fans. There's going to be fans. Let's go, Montreal, baby. Are you too sad, Mark, to guess a number um. now? <laughs> oh, well, Mark, the Mark disconnected. <laughs> I didn't even hear what the question was. <laughs> Mark has left the chat. Uh, <laughs> Connor McDavid has 72 assists. Leander Dreisaitl is 53. What is the next highest assist? Oh, uh, I want to say 28. I'm going to say 35. You both need to aim a little bit lower. Oh, God. <laughs> 22. Lower. No. 17. 20. 20. Oh, my wow. God. Oh. Oh, no, I'm a huge liar. I just haven't resorted it. So oh. sorry. What an exciting stat that I just didn't refresh. Oh. Uh, no, sorry. Um, McDavid did 72. Dry settle at 53. Tyson Berry had 40, but then it drops off after that. 36. I'm uh, just going to cut all of this out. Oh, then it drops to 20. <laughs> no, leave it in. Leave it in. Warts and so all. after the... After the top three, though, is when it drops. Right. McDavid is 72. Drysdale is 53. Tyson Berry is 40. Then we have Darnell Nurse at, at 20. Jesus. And, and Nugent Hopkins, that part is correct, has only 19 assists, which is hilarious because that just means it's Drysdale and McDavid. Yeah. Just passing, passing back and forth. Or it's just kind of like, like what this 2-on-0 was, just passing back and forth. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, yeah. Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. So what are you going to do for the next game? Tell me about, are you are you starting to plan? It's t Is it tomorrow or Saturday? No, it's Saturday. Oh, boy. Yeah. What maybe are you going to do? Maybe I'll bust out the Thornton jersey for you, Mark. Oh, that'd be nice. Should we all watch together? Should we all get on it? Like, does it, do, you, do on, we need togetherness? I can, I can get on a call. I don't think I'm doing been, anything Saturday. We've been sometimes watching with Ray and, and yeah. our, our bad movie, Idiots. Is that what I'm you sure, need? Mark? I'm sure Ray and AJ would be down for that. Do you need friends? Do you need friends watching uh, it with I you? I would like friends. Maybe okay. I would like before. friends. Because <laughs> I. Oh, sorry. I used to go to Boston Pizza for the Raptors championship right. run. Yeah, I remember mm -hmm. that. Now, damn it, I haven't been able to do any sort of like my superstitious, like going out and ordering the same food shit kind of stuff. Well, you could do well, skip and order the same food. True. It's not the same. It's not. I, and I've been okay. 
because my last couple of years of the playoffs, because the Bruins have been playing the Leafs, I've wanted to quietly watch by myself at home just mm-hmm. in case so they lose and they don't, yeah, so don't get up. shit. Yeah. And so I've, I'm like, I like watching them by myself because I think that's, that's, that's helping. Thing. Yeah. Now, let, so, me, let me ask you this. Did I read that correctly today that the Leafs have not won a playoff series since, what was the year? 2004. 2004. Yeah. Mark, that was I've, the last time they had a playoff shut up, remember? I didn't I know in you in 2004. No. So since not. I've known you, your team has not won a playoff series. No. I want this for you. I need you to know I want this for you. Damn. I'm I'm still confident they're gonna win. They're they're oh, no, yeah, they're, no, they're, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna win. They're gonna win. They, uh, you know, a game here, a game there against a bad team, it's gonna happen. It, especially yeah. when Carey Price is the goalie. Yeah. Like, exactly. You know, they, they, you're not gonna sweep Carey Price. No, I did have so, at least winning in five though, so I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. That. Uh, and and listen, it's a Canadian team with fans mm-hmm. in the stands. I honestly wanted to see that as as much as. You know, I I I, um, I didn't think we were going to, and as much as I I'm like, oh fuck you, Mark. I I'm I'm <laughs> I am happy to see that a Canadian team is going to have fans in the stands. That gives me hope that I will get to and see football this year. As a Torontonian, because I, I I keep messaging words of support to my friend Adam Ron, and he's like, please stop your jinxing it. Like <laughs> the double jinx won't work. I'm like, no no no. I'm being very serious. I just need to commit to to our podcast as a Torontonian. I do not wish ill upon your team, Mark. Uh, I, do, we, I I wish success. We may have a conflict of interest on Saturday, though. Oh, it's game. It's game it's one. It's game one for the Bruins. Yeah, I'll have game one on one feed. We'll have the Leaf game on the other. Yeah, why can't you do two? I can I'm do two. Tay is going to be like I, I would imagine. Tay is more committed to Boston. Which I, I totally am, but it's did. but it's not an elimination game. So I can. Boston never does well game one. I'm kind of like if they lose it, we're cool. So we're we're fine. Well, we'll have both games up. The so we brought my parents have a TV in the basement where we've been hanging out playing games, and we brought our our other TVs so obviously we could have both PlayStations here. Right. Makes sense. And so they're they're side by side. So we've been best. like we'd have a game on and be playing on the other TV. Yeah. So I'll just we'll I just have both we'll just have both games on. I know I was gonna say that the last time we group watched a Leafs hockey game was last year during the qualifying round, and it was in that epic comeback that the Leafs had when they were down three nothing to Columbus with like so in the third period. Maybe it's us. I bet I can get Adam Ron on with us. Like let's just Let's get everybody and then you going. The goal for us because we were our feet was behind and we didn't know what happened. And you and Dave were like, "Oh, oh, oh!" <laughs> oh, and now you're thirty seconds ahead of me. Hey, let's yeah. uh, let's say some good nights. Does he have a tie? No, he's got. Oh my god, dude! It looks like a hey, tie. Check out his shirt. I don't know if you can how well you can see it. Look at. Look Is there at a the, stain there? There, he. Someone was eating uh, uh, Cheetos right before bed. So he's got. Oh, Cheeto we got multiple guest spots. Oh, look oh, at that! We got Bort. Look at Bort. I think it's Bort's first I'm appearance Bort. on the podcast. Oh yeah, hey, there's my fuzzy up? butt. He should be asleep. It's just like the well, dog. The dog's going to bed. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not. Well, I'm not. Why are you recording the voice on? 
Why am I recording? Because it's a podcast, so I'm recording the voice. I think you said, what are you recording on? Did you say, what am I recording it on? Or why am I recording it? Am I recording it? Dave wants to know if it's uh, one of the kids from Friday the 13th. <laughs> I thought Dave was going to uh, give a little uh, voice in on I thought he, I don't know, yeah, you didn't, you didn't come and talk uh, Mike Trout with us. I didn't know that was happening tonight. Yes, he did. Uh, any other? Nice. Any other? Because <laughs> we're OGs, yo. Yeah, OGs. <laughs> Your dad's a gangster. What? What? What'd you say? Among Us. Among Us. So he. Oh, you want to go play Among Us? Neck. No, he snapped my neck like in Among Us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> Do you guys play Among Us? Yes. 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 There you go. It's it's super fun. It's we should do. Fun, we should do why, an Among Us day. Why does Why does he not have a profile? Why, why does Mark he... Mark doesn't have a camera? Because he's uh he's a goofball. I am. A you goofball. know Mark. You remember Mark, right? Uh, he used to come here play board games. That's right. <laughs> he will be not soon. Even, he will be soon. Anymore. I'm fully vaccinated. I'll be back at night. Yeah, one night, not not tonight. One yeah. night. Yeah. Okay. Well, any other sports news, friends, or we'll end it on this adorable child. I just want to quickly jump on the I NBA like fiasco last time. night. I'm just saying the Russell oh, the popcorn and then the New York Knicks fan spin, trying to spit on Trey Young. We should that needs its own major yeah. discussion okay, because let's, it's let's like for next week then. It's more racism. It's more idiocy, and it's you know I would have let Russell Westbrook just go. Yeah. And I wouldn't have like have fun. You you see no charges, sir. Off you go into the stands. Uh, well, at Scotch Sporting Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Visit rebelpress.com for more podcasts.